Miley Cyrus actually did this and it's taking your armpit hair and letting it grow out. So that's one thing, like more people are doing that nowadays. And then now people are actually dyeing their armpit hair like in rainbow colors. Welcome to the Beauty Boss Confidential. My name is Ren and I'm a beauty blogger, new mom, makeup artist, and owner of my own makeup academy in Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Nalani and I'm a cosmetic tattoo artist and instructor. I run a busy permanent makeup studio and academy in Atlanta as well and also manage a small team. We're two modern women trying to juggle it all from building our empire to being a wife and navigating being a new mom, all while making time for ourselves. We're here to share with you the behind the scenes of what it's really like to run a successful beauty business, from marketing to business strategies, and trying to find that perfect work-life balance. Let's dive right in. Hey guys, so we're back with another really fun episode. So as you guys know, Nalani and I are both in the beauty industry, and we definitely see our share of trends come and go. And we're gonna have Nalani, our brow expert, go ahead and start by discussing trends and eyebrows. Yeah, so, hey guys, it's Nalani. <laughs> so for those of you guys who don't know me, I have been doing makeup since 2007. I completely switched over to doing brows full-time in 2016. And then I've been doing uh, permanent, semi-permanent eyebrows, microblading, ombre, and combo for five years. And definitely have seen trends come and go as far as the brow area in makeup and in semi-permanent makeup as well. Actually, it, it kind of goes hand in hand. The brow trend kind of bounces off the makeup brow trend. So before, it was maybe like two, three years ago, people were really into like the carved out brow look the, you know, Anastasia dip brow painted on and then carved out with like three shades lighter concealer and then really close and then sharp tails. <laughs> mm -hmm. So there was a trend like that as well for ombre. So when microblading came out, it was about in the States, it hit about 2014, 15, became really popular in 2016. So when microblading came out, I felt like there was a huge trend in that kind of Instagram brow look. And then people liked the idea of creating hair-like strokes, but they were realizing that it didn't last and, and it wasn't enough, especially you know, the idea of beauty back then, as far as like that carved out super, super dramatic look. So I think that then microblading, you know, it's not enough for me. I still feel in my brows. I don't see it because two parts to semi-permanent makeup, right? Or permanent, I should just say permanent makeup. It's the healed results that matters. I keep saying this all the time. It's the healed results. So what people were doing was getting the microblading hair strokes and then it not lasting because there wasn't a lot of information out there as far as like how it does within the skin. There wasn't a lot of great education out there either. So once people came back for their healed results, their touch up that their two month touch up, pretty much it was like pretty much all gone or barely there. So then the ombre trend came in 2016, like 17 
And that's when people, I think artists, including me, were like, okay, microblading is, you know, really supernatural. It's too natural for my clients. Like, I can't, people wanting to come back in six months, you know, and being on the skin every six months is is so hard. It, it just compromised the integrity integrity of the skin so much so then the ombre came and it was like a little bit more gentle on the skin not as much touch up it gave you the makeup look but then people were scared of ombre because lack of education they think it's like the old school tattoo and then ombre plus microblading equals the combo brows so that became a thing i want to say like around 2016 17 18 so i think the combo brow trend is really has been winning because it gave you kind of like that natural fluffy look that people like and then more of like a defined tail but this year i feel like people are going into more of a fluffy brow more of a full brow fluffy brow so back to microblading but a little bit more groomed and structured because the brow lamination brow lamination is a new trend that just kind of popped up last year which is becoming huge this year in 2020 where it's kind of like that comb look that one direction comb look and a good example of this is Beyonce she's always brushed her brows up and over so that's becoming a huge trend this year so microblading is coming back. I shouldn't say microblading. I was just say hair stroke because there's hair stroke done with a machine as well. So it's called the nano brow. Um, so nano brows are hair stroke done with the machine and microblading is done with a manual method. So now the fluffy brow is coming back this year and everybody wants like the fluff. But in my opinion, brow trends, you don't want to, you don't want to follow the brow trends because it's permanent. <laughs> so I always kind of educate my clients like don't follow don't follow the trend because the skinny brows was in back in the 90s but now everybody's like you know not complete you know they don't want that anymore now the big bushy brows are in but I'm just like you know and I like it it's pretty you know but it's just like a lot of it kind of looks like untamed and unruly kind of so just think about it from like five years from now are you still going to want that you know, I, I see a lot of trends. I was doing my research too with, with the fluffy like, soap brow. And I think that it doesn't suit everybody's face. And I think that's something that you should consider. Does it look good on you versus is it just a trend? That's a great point. You're absolutely right. It does not suit everybody's face. I feel like the model like runway girls, like they, they look so good with that, you know, it's very useful, but you know, if I can pick a brow style, I would say classic medium shape. Like I love my combo brows. That's what I, you know, did to you, Ren. Um, medium shape, medium size, medium fluff, <laughs> medium crispness, medium, you know, just like classic. Like I'm a classic person. I feel like if you want to dabble into beauty trends, like that's when you do clothes, like just a handbag, shoes scarves sunglasses you know but nothing you know not not to your face you know so that's my take on yeah. brow trends like don't follow the crowd the crowd is is just what's trending right now you don't want that on your face like you really don't what do you do if somebody wants that trend then what how do you respond i educate them first of all like permanent makeup is so skin type specific i always say like what's 
in my control is my technique and the pigment. What's out of my control is your skin type, your lifestyle, your exposure to the sun, your metabolism, your health. That's why some permanent makeup, I keep semi-permanent. And for the record, it's not semi-permanent. It's permanent makeup. Any, by definition, anything, any ink embedded in the skin is permanent. Okay. It's going to stay in there indefinitely, meaning it may or may not fade, even if it's on the epidermis layer of the skin, which is what this technique is. So it's permanent makeup, not semi-permanent. Okay. It's in there. Ain't going anywhere. It may or may not go anywhere. <laughs> so I just want to clarify that. So if somebody comes in and they have their eye on, you know, a certain look, then what I do is educate them. Like, hey, this is what your skin type. And I look at their natural hair growth. This is what your natural hair growth, it would look best with this type. And I, I look at them as a person. So if somebody was like a fleeky girl, like she's glam, you could tell, you know, she have her six inch Louboutins, her Chanel bag, her hair down to her ass. Oh, can I say ass? <laughs> her hair down to her booty. She comes in and she has like no hairs, no eyebrows. And she comes in with this like carved out like concealer look with like triple lashes. And she said, I want microblading. I'm just like, no. It ain't happening. <laughs> you will be filling in your brows yeah. one month from now. Like, I'm not, no. So you got to educate them because what people see on the surface isn't what is scientifically and anatomically right for them. Their skin type needs to support the technique. So it's it's a lot deeper than what people think. And plus, hair strokes doesn't last on the skin like that if you're oily or have big pores. You know, there's a lot of variables that come to mind when picking out a technique for somebody. I don't give them what they want. I give them what they need and what I know is going to make them happy in the long run. And a lot of people don't know that. And I don't expect people to know that because that's not your area of expertise. <laughs> wow. That's actually like a lesson for anyone in business. You know, you are in control of your artistry and your service. You know what's going to be a benefit for the client in the long run. So being able to not succumb to the pressure of them wanting a trend is actually it, it takes you know some business experience and it takes you know some strength to be able to say no because you know what it's right in the long run and I think if more people did that they would actually have more return customers yeah I mean like it just comes with confidence and experience like I said you know I did have one lady kind of like bully into doing her eyebrows because she had old work and you know part of me was like sympathetic. Like I really wanted to help, you know, but I knew in my gut, like your gut doesn't lie. Your gut does not lie. She wanted microblading. She had old tattoo, which was like, you know, back like 10 years. It's long story mm -hmm. short. It's a little harder when the tattoo is deep and I knew it in my heart. I felt it in my soul. I'm like, mm -mm, we got to do ombre. It's not going to cover, but she gave me this like sob story. And I was just like, okay, let's see how it, you know, let's, let's see what it does. Let's see how it heals. And then came back and I was just like, yeah, I knew I shouldn't have done that. And I knew I should not have let someone bully me into doing something I'm not comfortable with. So I think that was a lesson that was like one time and one time only. I want to help people. I got in this business to help people to make women feel good about themselves, to cut their day, you know, shorter, their morning routine shorter. But it's not that I don't want to do what you want. It's just like, 
it's deeper than that. Like you, I want you to be happy in the long run and not just like three months from now, you know? So I think it does come with a little bit of like, just stand on your ground for somebody that's starting out in beauty, the beauty business, just like standing your ground because you're like, I've been here before. I know the outcome. Just like be, just trust your gut. Don't do anything that you don't feel comfortable with because it always comes back and bite you in the butt later. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I actually was, when I was considering getting my brows done, I think I was, I was looking for a really long time because I needed someone like you who was, who is experienced and not just, you know, going with what's hot right now or, you know, not understanding the long-term implications. And I will say as someone who is a client of Nolani, it was totally worth it. I treated myself because I had, you know, breastfed my baby for a whole year <laughs> and I was ready to do something for me. And I didn't even realize like you couldn't breastfeed anymore. So luckily it timed out perfectly. But I love my brows and I think that this brow will look good in, you know, 10 years from now as well. And it won't be like, ooh, look at those brows from the 2010s or 2020s. Right. So classic. I, yeah. yeah, classic. Awesome. Yep. <laughs> Let me ask you this, friend. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are listening that haven't got their brows done and might be considering me or my team. Like, walk me through that process of like how you felt and why did you decide to pull the trigger and why did you chose me and you know, the kind of like that nervous feeling, or if you were nervous, like walk me as a client perspective, like what made you, I know I got my brows done before, but I honestly did it because I was going to get into this industry and I wanted to know how it felt. So, but as a, like, kind of like a real client doing for like your own reasons, like walk me through that process, that thought process that you went through. Right. So I did a lot of research. I think that you need to educate yourself before jumping to something that is permanent. So I, watched um, a lot of different different salons and people doing brows and I wanted to see longevity of work so I wanted to make sure the healed brows like you were saying look just as good because that's just a waste of money and potentially harmful if you don't really know what to, what they're going to look like months from then when when it's healed so I made sure to review portfolios to see the work um, I looked at reviews because reviews are really telling, you know, and there are some sites where you can't fake a review because like if you go on Google, for example, it's, it's good and bad, Facebook good and bad. And I just wanted to make sure that it was something that I was going to commit to because it's not something that you can just wipe off. It's not just like regular makeup. And I always tell people, Nalani has been doing it the longest out of everyone I know in Atlanta. So I trusted you. Um, I knew that you knew what you were doing. And when I looked at the pricing, honestly, this this is actually, this is what people do. I think that if it's too cheap, to me, it means the service probably isn't up to par. Mm -hmm. So I didn't want to go with a budget for my person. And that's exactly what happened to my mom. She went to the Philippines and then it's like all faded away. So I, don't, I doubt that they went through the same rigorous process of like the screening, the questions and the consultation. So I think I made a really good choice good choice. So I got it done in November 2019. I got my touch up in February 2020. And they're still looking amazing. Like they're, they're they look great. And yeah, I think doing your research, looking at work from beginning to healed to retouched, all of that is super important. And don't take it lightly, because like you said, it is permanent. And you just, you don't know how your your skin and your health will affect your outcome. Yeah, for sure. And I think people, 
<laughs> this is a whole nother episode, but they want what they want. They want instant gratification, but I will turn someone away in a heartbeat, not because I don't want to do it or anything like that, but it's because they might not be a fit for my style or, you know, they're not, they don't know that they don't have realistic expectations. So if I sent something like that, then I would be like, okay, you know, no worries. Like, we don't have to do this. Go home. Think about it. Like, I have no problems doing that. Like, for me, it's not about that. It's about how it's going to make you feel like, you know, down down the road. And I think that's what's been keeping me, keeping me so, you know, still fully booked now and just like crazy booked. I can't even... I can't even handle it. But, um, you know, as an artist, like you just have to be, you have to put focus on your purpose. Like that's, that's it. Like I posted something on Instagram the other day where I was just like, you know, don't let Instagram's algorithm determine your worth because I, I got sick of, this is another a tangent, but I got sick of trying to beat this Instagram algorithm. And I was like posting just to try to get engagement, you know, but no more. I'm just like, you know what? I'm good. And I love what I do. I love what I, the work that I create. And if Instagram is going to just expose seven to 10% of my audience and only that seven to 10% may or may not like my page, like that's like 1% at the end of the day. I'm just like 1% of my mm -hmm. audience. Like, no, no, no. I'm like, as long as I'm proud of what I do and I wake up feeling great, I'm excited. My clients love it. Like, I don't even care no more. So that was another tangent, another episode, but I had to put that in there. <laughs> I definitely got victimized by the algorithm changes. And I'm like an old school, like OG as people like to say, like beauty influencer. So I stopped caring about the numbers a long time ago, but I still have work and I'm still busy because that doesn't define my worth as a, as a beauty professional. So I think that, you know, everybody comes to that point where they stop trying to prove it to other people. So we're on the same yeah, page. Let's do, another, let's do an episode on that. I want to touch on me, social media, the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> But yeah, the, so uh, going back to the brow trends right now, what's really in is like the fluffy brows. Um, what's classic is more of like the ombre. I love ombre. I don't care what anyone says. I will go to my grave and still love ombre. <laughs> ombre alone, not just combo. Ombre is classic. It goes on every skin type. It's predictable. It's stable. Like ombre is like my jam. Um, microblading. I have a love and hate relationship with microblading. Um, I only choose to do it on people whose skin type can support it because it's only really suitable for the small, poor, normal skin type, the young, no major sun issues, no major, the healthy skin. And I only do it on people with a little bit of, you know, just like medium, medium hair strands. No, I'm sorry. I only like if you don't have a lot of hair, I'm not going to do it on you because I think it looks fake. If you have too much hair that's thick, your hair is going to swallow what I do. Microblading alone won't be enough. So I really pick and choose who I do microblading for just because it doesn't support everybody's skin type and hair growth, natural hair growth. Ombre is suitable for everybody combo is suitable for mostly everybody if they don't keloid because if you keloid you can't have microblading so yeah it's it's deep y'all <laughs> 
just let me do my thing and don't question me. <laughs> this is a really good episode for anyone who's interested in, in, you know, deciding to get permanent makeup because you really summed it up, the pros and cons of each one. I didn't even realize all, all the different types of skin that could handle different things. I will say, though, the ombre, the reason why I like the ombre, because I, I had the combo. I like the ombre because it hurt <laughs> less to me. Remember I said yeah. that? But I, I'm happy with my combo yeah. brows. And Ren has a vlog on this, which I didn't know. I discovered it like two weeks ago. I was like, oh my God, girl. <laughs> like, there I go. Because I think that if I was going through it, I would have loved to see that, yeah. you know? And I, and I do content that I think that benefits people and not just to do it like you were saying. So I was like, somebody oh, will benefit yeah. from this. I, I know appreciate it. that so much because I, I definitely can screenshot and post it on social media and have people just check you out and you know not only that but you know they get a feel for like the studio and who p is and everybody think p is a girl because he's the one coordinating with clients and they walk in they're like oh you're p and he's like yes ma'am <laughs> it's really hilarious <laughs> so let's talk about makeup trends beauty trends it's a fun way to kind of just end in the episode with some of the trends that you definitely see on instagram you see on social media and some of these, I know, disclaimer, that some of you guys might love some of these trends, but I'm just expressing my opinion, and Nalani is too, so please just take it with like a grain of salt. But we're going to go through some of the most popular ones, and I don't know Nalani's opinion on some of these, so it's going to be interesting. So I'm going to start with a big one, which has been a trend for several years, to the point where it's almost normal. But it, it's something that I hear a lot about, and it's the cut crease. So for those who don't know what cut crease is, it's when you take eyeshadow and you literally draw a line that simulates a new crease. And it's it's very precise. Um, it makes your eye potentially look bigger. It's actually a technique that a lot of drag queens use to create a larger lid space. But it's become super popular and it's like an Instagram look. So... I want to ask Nalani, what do you think about cut creases? I like a soft cut crease. I think it's fun. I think, I don't think it's something people should, it's not like a daily wear. You know how with fashion, there's like runway look and then there's street look. Like, I feel like it's a little bit like avant-garde yeah. and runway. But I think for a glam night, like I personally have done like soft cut creases on myself for when I go out because it does take a longer time for me partly the reason but I think it could work if you do it right and if you blend blend is the key mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah you actually did a soft cut crease for me for my oh, yeah. bachelorette I'm the same I don't mind a soft cut crease and there's a there's controversy around the cut crease look in like the you know the older beauty community like the industry like the older makeup artists a lot of them are like no, that's not professional. That's just a trend. Like you don't see cut creases on celebrities usually unless it's like reality TV, but you don't see it like on, on A-listers or on magazines, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it depends who the A-listers are. Like if it's someone like Cardi B, you know, she's very like, yeah, she is. Her whole look is Instagram, Fashion Nova, you know, like, so I think it depends on who that A-lister is and what they are put out to their audience so if their audience is used to it yeah you know i don't see jessica alba she's, she's an exception she came from reality True. tv and she like hit it big time and she crossed yeah. over 
And it's funny because like a lot of, like I said, a lot of the older makeup artists are like so anti-cut crease. I think it's okay for certain occasions. And if you execute it and blend it, like you were mm -hmm. saying, just like how some brows aren't for everybody, cut creases aren't for everybody either. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, that wasn't so bad. All right, so what do you think of faux freckles? Freckles are so hot. Everyone is like taking henna and there are even um, freckles, stencils and stamps because it's like a thing. Like faux freckles is cute. So have you tried it? Would you try it? You know, you there's think? a trend where it's tattoo freckles now. Um, yeah, mm. people are getting it like permanently done on their face. As a brow, as a permanent makeup artist, I don't have enough data to support how it's going to look like in the long run because what happens when you do that like a tattoo on your face so here's the thing about like tattooing your face right our face is the only part of our body that is exposed to the sun all year round okay we have pores on our face we have fat we have layers we put topical things on it so the sun is what's going to shift the color possibly if you don't put sunscreen on it. So for me, I, from a permanent makeup artist stand for, st standpoint, from a makeup artist standpoint, <laughs> I feel like I don't have enough data to support doing that to somebody long-term with it potentially, you know, being fearful of it turning like green or gray or even black like I've seen some that looks like a blackhead but as a beauty standpoint yeah. if it's just with makeup yeah I think it's cute like you know I I don't know if um maybe you can touch on this but you mentioned henna for freckles like is that like people do people mm -hmm. get sensitive to that yeah I think you have to test if you have an allergy because people do put henna on their body like you'll see them do it on their hands and even on, I've seen people do henna brows and like yeah. hair dye, but obviously the facial skin is more sensitive. So I would totally do like an allergy test. I always tell people if you're trying something new, do it like on the inside of your elbow or behind your ear because you can sense a reaction there without it messing up your so, face. So here's the thing, like with that, with doing henna freckles, but then you put makeup on top, wouldn't it cover? That's a really or, good point. Or like <laughs> I've seen, I think I've seen some people wear makeup and then they like just spray, they splash like a freckle. I don't know what they, I don't know. I, I mean, I can see it makes sense going on top of your makeup, but when you, when you wear makeup, I mean, it covers it. Yeah. I think that's probably one of those Instagram kind of hacks that doesn't really make sense. If you wear a foundation, like you would totally no. cover it. <laughs> so unless you have perfect skin and you know, you're like, you don't really need it all, then it makes sense. But who all, who's all lucky Yeah, who, do, who can do that every day? <laughs> like that would take a long time, even yeah. for an expert. Okay, so here's another trend. Have you seen sunburn makeup? Do you know what I'm talking no. about? No. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so it, it's a look, and I actually saw a tutorial that Doja Cat did on for Vogue. And basically it's like as if you got sunburnt or almost look like you have a cold. So you know how blush usually stays mm -hmm. on your cheek, but now people are putting the blush all the way across their nose as if they like have a runny nose, like or a sunburnt nose. No, really? Yeah, it's I a look. I, like I'm telling that. you. Oh my, it was that, is it 2020 this year? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've seen, like I said, Doja Cat's pretty famous and she 
she's kind of coming from like the the YouTube so social media world. And it, honestly, it kind of looked cute on her, but she's also very cute naturally. Mm. So she can kind of pull it off. But everybody else, I mean, that's definitely a look. I think if I did it, people would be like, oh, you <laughs> sick. Like, I don't think damn. But she's like, she's like more character, like avant-garde. Like she's, she's a character. Like even when Lady Gaga came out before, like she got away with doing crazy beauty things, you know? That's a thumbs down for you, for you on that it. one. I'm going to look at it after this. <laughs> I got to see it. Another one that this, this is super crazy, but it kind of like brings the question of, oh, are you okay with it or not? So Miley Cyrus actually did this and it's taking your armpit hair and letting it grow out. So that's one thing. Like more people are doing that nowadays. And then now people are actually dyeing their armpit hair. It's like in rainbow colors. Really? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a no for me, dog. You feel that <laughs> armpit hair like being long that's and just a no natural. For me, dog. <laughs> no. You know, it's I feel like that's a um you have to be really comfortable with yourself to do that. You see like people who are kind of like hippie, kind of like boho, yeah. you know, it's like a it's almost like a Yeah. Style. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna knock somebody if I see them at Starbucks and they're like reaching for like a cup and I see some <laughs> I mean I'll just I'll be like, Oh, that's cute. you know, that's cool, whatever. Do you boo? But um <laughs> but for me, my armpit starts itching if I let it grow out you know, not do nothing about it. Something, like I said, you have to be kind of brave to do that. Cause I would think that most people don't really, aren't really down with that from what I, I've seen. Cause not, you don't see it a lot, but when you do see it, you're like, it's kind of like a shock. Like you're like, Oh, but you know, it's not like you're going to be like, ew, you're just gonna be like, yeah. oh, okay. So that's what you got going yeah. over there. But you and I are like really open-minded people though, but I can see how somebody, you know, you know, that, that aren't open. <laughs> My initial thought, yeah. even if I said it out loud or not, my initial thought would be like acknowledgement, like, oh, her armpit hair is long. You know, I would, this is, this is what I would say to myself. Oh, her armpit hair is long. Um, and then I would be like, oh, that's cool. Do you, <laughs> you know, like during this, during this quarantine, yeah. I definitely grew it out. <laughs> and, and P was like, um, <laughs> are you going to handle that situation? And I was like, are you going to handle your mustache situation? <laughs> I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, it, it does feel nice for it to like breathe, you know, and not have like razor burns, though. I will say that if it's coming from more of like a, um, you know, uncomfortable perspective of why you don't shave, you know, I can understand that. Um, but yeah, personally, it's a no for me. But if you want to do it, that's cool. Yeah, I think there, there's got to be a natural reason why people's armpit hair grow long, you know, because I remember watching Dr. I think it was Dr. Oz. So, you know, like down there in your JJ, how people a lot of people like wax or shave or whatever. But the, according to like reproduction, the reason there is hair down there is because when you are, you know, mating with somebody else or having intercourse it allows you to have like a slip because like the hairs won't will like rub as opposed to like getting caught with skin to skin so maybe there's a reason why your your underarm hair grows long but i think like society says you know it's not clean or it's yeah. not cute so that's why people don't do it but there's kind of yeah that's actually that's a good point because you know they say that hair is there as like a part of your defense mechanism you know, that's why we have brows and lashes and, yeah. you know, pubic hair and stuff. But I don't know about 
armpit hair like why would what is it protecting us from like armpit hair I don't know I'm curious I'm gonna google that too (laughs) how do you feel about this trend of a lot of highlight like shimmer so you see people going in with like that shimmer powder or liquid highlight like on their cheekbones and on their nose to the point where it's like you're from another planet you could see the shimmer how do you feel about that? I like it minimal. I am a highlight person. I, I love my highlight, like my cheek highlight. I will highlight the crap out of my cheek. <laughs> but I, I don't look like I just bathe in like highlight water or anything. But I love highlight. But it depends on, you know, you don't want to look. For me, it's just like some people, they pick the wrong color highlight. Like they pick like the silvery one where they look really ashy. And that mm. to me is not cute. But it was like a natural, you know, golden kind of like glow like that j-lo glow i love it like i love highlight i put it on my um decollete as they say and then sometimes if you know if i'm wearing like um if i'm exposing my shoulders i'll put it some there but like i said everything in moderation like people just when you start overdoing it then you start looking crazy girl that's exactly my point so that's one of my pet peeves so i actually teach makeup artists like I train them. And one of my pet peeves is when people put that shimmer like on the very top of their nose, like a cat. Yeah. Looks yeah. like a cat nose. <laughs> and it's such a trend. And it's like, okay, that's fine. But it honestly doesn't photograph well. And it like it changes the shape of your nose. So a lot of like of us older makeup bars who are like, you know, complaining about all those other trends. That's an, one of the things you hear a lot is like, why are you putting highlight there? Like a round circle on your nose. Like it just looks like on the tip. Weird. Yeah. And, and it's like everybody does it. So I, I don't think people think about that, but it's just like a personal pet peeve of mine. And I'm like, just don't do it for, you know, professional photography because it just comes out crazy. It looks like there's a white spot yeah. on your nose. Like yeah. I think people just like overdo it. Like they just like, you know, then they, they have the highlight then they have the cut crease plus, you know, the carved out, Instagram brows and then you know maybe like a red ombre lip I'm just like pick one or two that's all you need (laughs) I think it was Coco Chanel who was like you know just take one thing off like you know don't over accessorize take one thing off think about that when it comes to your face like do you need all of that or just like maybe one or two things I agree I definitely agree on that it's just too much but I don't know you know we're in our 30s right now but I will admit when I first started doing makeup I did do those crazy eyeshadows I don't know if you did it too but I think when you start out artistically like even if you look at musicians like Lady Gaga you know she had a gimmick and um who else Uh, there's you know there's a bunch of people that even like Nicki Minaj she came out and she was like a character and I think it's just like media attention or whatever I don't know the reason but I think when you start off as as an artist you're like ooh, finally I get to show the world what I can do like you know you try to give them everything you have but then after a while like you prove to yourself like you can do this you can do a cut crease you could do sick eyeliner you you know like you you know how to do these things and then that's when you kind of scale back and just kind of do more natural makeup. Like for me, I do the same thing every single day. Even when I go out, it's just a simple soft brown crease with like a, you know, shimmer eyeshadow, like a champagne or gold. And then I do my white um, on the inner, inner, um, my waterline. And then my lips is natural chapstick (laughs) and then my blush and then my highlight. So, you know, going from doing like crazy green blue purple whatever color and then ombre lip this ombre, you know like all kinds of trends 
it's like, okay, I know how to do these things. You know that I know how to do these things. Now it's just, you know, when you get older, it's just like time. You want to save time on everything. Right. I mean, I think that the classic beauty, like how you're saying the classic brows going with your, your natural skin tone and features, like it's something that you kind of just embrace as you get older, but it will never go out of style. And honestly, most clients that I find book me want to do that. They want to do like the classic emphasizing your own natural beauty thing. But I have no problem. It's just with when it comes to beauty trends, it, it really is just makeup. So you can have fun, wipe it off, treat it like an accessory, but just have fun with it. Um, but try to do your practice. If you're trying to do the cut crease, make sure you like, you know, watch your <laughs> tutorials. I'm not just me as a makeup artist telling that, but have fun with it. You know, it's yeah. just makeup, I right? always say that like, I personally don't like, you know, rules, makeup rules. I don't like brow rules. It's like, but you have to know them to break them. You know, there's, there's a way to be creative, but still knowing what it's supposed to look like, quote unquote, but then making it your own and just know the rules before you break them. So that's my take on that, <laughs> on beauty in general. Yeah, I like that. Know your rules and know what you're doing <laughs> so that when you do decide to like take risks, you're doing it and you're executing it in a right. way that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Take Definitely take risks awesome. because that's where I feel like the the most like genius artists is when they do things that are against society norm or whatever. But at the same time, it's just like, you have to know what the rules are to break them. <laughs> that's, that's a great ending. I think we talked about lots of trends, do your research, you know, know the classics and know the trends. And then from there, just have fun with it. Thanks again to Nilani for joining us today on our podcast. Hopefully you guys learned a few new things, but remember they're just trends and it's just makeup. So don't be afraid to create your own rules or break them. Until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for joining us on the Beauty Boss Confidential. If you love this episode, go ahead and screen record your favorite part and tag us on Instagram. I'm Nalani at BeautyBot. And I'm Ren at Makeup by Ren Ren. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And please give us a five-star rating and tell all your beauty bosses. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time.